is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot for Manasseh. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Irish NRL show. It wouldn't be an NRL show if I wasn't joined by the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. It's the Tash. How are you, mate? Not too bad, pal. Not too bad. That was way too nice of a introduction. I know, yeah. Yeah, love is there. I don't. I think everyone got an insult now. Then you saw the Ari. Plenty of, comes waves. plenty of insults coming <laughs> uh, with my bo- bipolar ass um, yeah so look as per usual we're going to kick off the power rankings move to 4 tackle and then finally finish up with the previews for week 23 so we are getting to the, the crux of the season without much further ado power rankings do we want to go top down bottom up there's bigger, dif- there's bigger changes Change in the bottom there. <laughs> so, so we'll open it with the constant this season which is West 17 the slight change in the bottom tree is Doggies courtesy of a, of a totally entertaining match a big win against Dolphins they jump up one spot to 15 a really entertaining game yeah. was, I thought yeah. the Dragons drop down to 16 no movement for the Roosters uh, at 14 um, look I thought they played the Broncos alright to be fair but just, I it's a culminating effect. just not working for them yeah. this year like. they're still four points out of the top eight like so probably one of the most hard decisions but the Dolphins are going to drop to 13 unfortunately on the back of that loss and then one of the huge droppers they were 7th last <laughs> week I don't know what we were thinking but Para rightly in 12th Manly unchanged in 11th as of the Titans in 10th and another huge dropper this week by one spot but now out of the eight is the Sharks just is that are we uh, forecasting <laughs> what's to come just I, I can't see an out for them um, we, we'll touch on the Sharks I think there's a few points coming up later um, I think I have two points on the Sharks to be fair uh, moving up to eight look four on the trot on the precipice of five on the trot I think we have to push the Knights up to eight. They're the ninth on the ladder. They're chasing down hard, so we've got to give them They're playing really well as well. Yeah. Seventh is the Cowboys. I know they did lose in the weekend. Poor performance. Valentin Holmes is out, but if we're being brutally honest, they should have been in the eight the last few weeks. We probably overlooked them slightly. Sixth, the Raiders do slide down from fifth to sixth. Another fifth on the table, but uh, as we'll get to later, it a bit of an unforgiving performance on the weekend. The Bunnies, I suppose, are moving up to fifth. It's not that it's an over, overly impressive performance against West, but I think courtesy of the sides around them, we felt only fair to come forth to fifth. The Warriors overcame the boys, so they're going to stay in fourth. Thank God for that. Um, now, courtesy of the boys, they did move up to third in the table, <laughs> but uh, we do feel that the 
the top three of the Panthers at one, Broncos at two, and the Storm at three. Two, you just can't really argue yeah. any of those sides. No. Um, the the only debate you'd nearly be having is if the Storm replicated that performance the weekend, they would be they would be two very good teams. They were very very good at the weekend. Like very <laughs> very 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 impressive. Uh, and a bit of shenanigans as well, which was always a uh, always good to see. The they're always they're always just you gotta love it. Um, moving on for tackle, it is yourself to deputise. So where we start on this one? Tommy, my first one. Yeah. So, uh, news out of uh, Northern Queensland is Tommy Dearden signed a, a contract extension. I think he still has a year to run on his contract, but I think it's a great bit of business up there for him. The way he's playing now at the minute, I know he was nineteenth or eighteenth man for the. Uh, for the for the Maroons, like, but he's gonna be there and thereabouts every year for them. Like, they're gonna stick with him, and uh, he just seems to be blossoming up there under sort of Chad Townsend's tutelage, if you could say, mm. maybe, or even just that he's someone just to to steer the ship and let him run his natural game. Like, so I think that's a great bit of great bit of business. I think we were talking about a bit of business now at the end of your rankings, maybe or, or your points, mm. but it's just coming to the end of the year where sort of players of his caliber are over are starting to make moves and starting mm. to to express their interest in the open market I think no Queensland to go and say look we'll, you're our man for the next I think it's another three years added on to his contract Like, so it's great to see that a player of him after being let go at the Broncos as mm. well like, yeah, like, he's established himself to, like, it's like sort of like haunt again like, you know that way he kind of found his home um, and look he's, he's a half for them for the next number of years so it's it's good business it's all it's all also obvious business mm. um, like getting him locked locked down for the next number of years it's it's shrewd but if they didn't you'd be stupid not to yeah it posed like, the big question then is the business of what are they going to do with Chad with the interest in if the interest I think let him age out I think it's the I think he's another year left and he was linked to a, a departure at the end of this year so I, if he ends up as you say finishes his contract where do the Cowboys go from there I think there's enough options around for that kind of standard control in seven um, or six rather uh, I don't know Tommy, Tommy likes to run sorry mm. so I mean you you look at and I know it's you could argue it's not been overly successful but if you look at what the Raiders tried to do um, with Jamal Fogarty and with shades of a more successful season in which you jack one with six and you had Aiden Caesar just that yeah, a, a league average Caesar would have been a better I know Fogarty's having a great like mm. sort of a good year at the end of it I think Caesar would have been as your bog average seven that just kicks does the job. in positions and, and just does, does the job, job and, and then leaves a flash to, to Whiten or Dearden as you say I mean, you look at maybe picking up uh, Brayden Trindle from the Sharks mm. he's on the outer there yeah, and they're not going well no. so I mean if he's available I'd, I'd post him um, and then there's a few little ones that are quiet in the Super League like the like of uh, the Croft what's his name uh, he was at the Broncos in the Storm Brody Cross sorry. yeah it didn't really he's been quiet there and there's a few of them in there that you could 
click back and, and settle into a position like hmm. as you say they all go to Super League <laughs> Man of Steel and then come back even look at it from a Raiders point of view uh, Brad Schneider seems to be killing it already he's going the whole KO to he kicked one drop go relax did you watch the game? Yeah. <laughs> six days out was he the dry he set up the weekend? I know yeah but it was, yeah, yeah, yeah look he's only there every two weeks he was cat <laughs> yeah every two weeks <laughs> But look, the time we did go, uh, I'm not going to have any more Raiders land because there's a fair bit scheduled for later in the track. <laughs> but look, I suppose, let's, let's, let's start with my first point from the Sharks. And given that it's five losses in the last eight, um, we probably are defenders of them. Do we need to start to become highly critical of Nico Hines? Um, like, it just seems as if, not that he's played poorly, but he just has no confidence since he's been dropped from Ireland. Which I didn't. We, we do, I'm not saying we agree with Brad Fetler's call, but what I'm saying is, as a professional, you need to prevent some back from that quicker. Yeah, I think, I think, personal life. I think he's a massive, like personal, few events in his life this year that's been massive, like, and I don't want to touch on it, but like he has a private life and mm. it wasn't a great year for him, like. No. But then to have that, like drop from from playing from being on the bench to playing to playing only ten minutes, and then being completely dropped off the face of the world by a fella that supposedly looks after all his players, Brad Fiddler, like I think he needs to bounce back. It wasn't a good look. I know he was right in his calls about mm-hmm. questioning the the linesman mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but. Uh, I think he needs to head down. I think there's a bigger problem with the Sharks is their pack. But I think we're going to talk about someone, a, a success story there. Yeah. But I'd like to see the meters of the pack again. Because they don't have that out and out outlier that eats up meters all the time. No, they don't. But, like, I mean, it's not a huge change in that squad last, that's massive. I know the pack are probably more dominant, um, but like, look, there, there probably is a huge issue at the at the Sharks because there's so many players that were brilliant for them last year are next or near anonymous yeah. this year. Um, like, I think the worst thing about it is the nil. It tells you a lot about is the, the game. nil. Yeah, it's a scary uh, fucking. Like no team likes to see that. Like, no, absolutely not. Uh, I just don't know where they go from here. Yeah, like like the stats for the game, they they all run meters. Like uh, I I get this off serial tackle. You could have a different one, but like for the Panthers, it was nineteen thirteen meters, and for the Sharks it was thirteen twenty three. So you're almost talking about six hundred meters in the difference. Yeah, which is a massive. Massive, and then four hundred tackles made. Eighty-four was made by one man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I have, I have basic stats on me. Um, but yeah. like they don't, they, like of all the, like I know this one, they they do like individuals, like, but the only <laughs> the only category that the shares come out with. His tackles made. But <laughs> yeah. well, that's a lie because they also won all four of the scrums. Oh, right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Apologize. Yeah. But I just think that the, the Kynes 
should take his medicine maybe if like it's it's he's sort of the player that would be able to overcome this I think you I hope think he's definitely one of these players you who overcome I think he's I dragged his feet a bit too long sourness and bitterness towards like say Origin and stuff like that but I'd love to see him come out and put a performance on now at the mm-hmm. weekend yeah. I think there's a lot more going on in the Sharks than just yeah. poor Hines I don't like this one over number yeah buddy <laughs> so were the Knights really impressive really really impressive or were the Raiders just didn't turn up uh, both both uh, to be brutally honest the Knights have been impressive um, they didn't jump into the top 8 because no they were creeping up they're creeping years, up yeah. uh, it is 4 wins on the bounce the Raiders look you can say what you want but you cannot be at home and after 55 minutes be 26 nil up and have turned up for game regardless of where you are in the table <laughs> if you're west against the Panthers in that situation you haven't turned up yeah. and I don't care what anyone says um, that being said that being said <laughs> what arguably a bigger talking point out of the nights is Adam O'Brien has turned things around and we're still getting headlines uh, about Holbrook conversations and yeah I think, I think, I, as as happens with every story, I think the media put a spin on this, like that they have their own sort of agendas and they're friends with people like this. But I think them chats were being had when the nights were going well. And I think for the club, it's fair enough to say that Adam Ryan hasn't set the world on fire. No, but if they, make, if they make the finals this year, that's three of his four, first four seasons they've made the finals. Which... But where's the progression in that though like if you think that it, it takes them the last eight weeks of the year to, to all of a sudden string a few games what they need is consistency and what the, like I think what they're looking for is consistency and they haven't got it with, which, with which is true like we've talked before about how poorly their their roster is constructed there's a million and a half in the full back that mm. gets concussion every second yeah. there's also an element too of like Newcastle is a very hard place to track players I think it's a bit like um, I, don't, I don't know what the comparison is but people took for granted how good the Johns brothers were in particular Joey and assumed that Newcastle should always be perennial champions yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. just generational talent that came yeah. along like yeah like that is the anomaly as opposed to the rule yeah. so I think look it's a very it's a fiercely passionate fan base but I just think if we're being like realistic they are where they are because they are who they are yeah yeah it's not that there should be something special like I think it's like I I know that there's there's supposedly an agent that has a few players I think them players are on the out as well so it could be a spin on that as well that he gets into the media a little bit and sort of rocks the boat a tiny bit which I, I think happens a good bit at this time absolutely like a pl- uh, no one berates a player for leaving a club and then not going to know who the manager is the next season but yeah look I just think there's like Dom Young is on the way out he's been the arguably the best player this year no unreal and I think he's, on, he's going to be class and Brabham Best could also be one yeah Brabham Best is going to test the waters and go to Roosters first and then and <laughs> his friend I don't know when you go to the and I also like the way you just uh, negotiate that through and not even look at the sign of the Raiders. 
Huh? We didn't even talk about the Raiders one time. <laughs> what can I say, mate? Uh, you got a skill, you got a use. Um, but look, given it actually fell off a number of jerseys, and the most noble one obviously being Dave Jelly Evans, who is the RLPA general president, and his picture is emblazoned across <laughs> yeah, the world. Supporting the, the NRL. Yeah. <laughs> What are our thoughts on the day of protest? Bear in mind, look, we're multi sports fans. We've seen other protests that maybe paint the game and the players involved in a more professional light than a bit of fucking thing. I think it, it's the most childish sort of. It's it's like, yeah. what can we do now? Oh, yeah, I know what we can do. We can tip fucking over the yoke. Like, I think it's childish. I don't know as. It's it's sort of dragging its heels a little bit with the or with this whole talks like, and I think you'll see more players coming out and actually saying that we don't really know what we're fighting for like, or why we're being delayed like with this like, so yeah. it's it's a strange one. I know it's minimum wage and stuff like that, and if some of the players actually probably did their resources and 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 look behind it like it's probably good for them, like the players that are actually coming out and saying that they don't. <laughs> know what they're fighting for it probably affects you a little bit more than say the, the top 10% mm. of, the, of the NRL line but uh, it's it's I don't know there's talk about say like I know we have one here in the country with the, the women's GA about the lane games and stuff mm. like that I think that might affect more than say putting the badge over your your NRL yeah I think like it, it affects the, the TV runnings and stuff like that delay 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 or something if you had three games of the weekend and delay on each one like they'd be kicking up stones then like yeah I think there's there's kind of two elements to this for me I think the, the protests of the media outage and the tape thing the more recent ones they've come across as incredibly last minute and poorly planned I yeah. think plan something two weeks in advance it's like throwing shit on the, on the wall and see what sticks mm, like yeah I would say what would be a good like and the other thing too, and I discussed it the last time is you're kind of punishing but you're you're always with the NRL by punishing the TV what you're doing is you're affecting your wages and you're affecting the fans yeah which but, you but, want the fans to be on your side yeah but the wages are coming from the TV oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're the people to pay you <laughs> what would be better off what they'd be better off doing is if they give explosive interviews in top finals oh yeah that would be better that would be a better protest if the star players who can afford it when, when they get interviewed after the game talk about it yeah just I'm not going to answer the questions I have to talk about X, Y and Z but look I think Clint Newton is uh, is fast but like losing the dressing room Mm, it's a big time so the next one I think we picked it as our, our game of the week uh, if you've seen up on the Instagram the storm who? I think we're going to be blue lights the storm and the Cowboys so it was 46-16 to the storm uh, I just thought the way Hughes played running the ball like like you think you're 6-7 and seven, like 7 is normally your troller your yucky boy he was having a field day out there. Anytime he got a chance to run the ball, he split the Cowboys open every time. Or the Eels, sorry, the Eels every time. Like mm. It was ridiculous. Just, he, like, all the chat about, like, say, I know he, he's arguably the second best player, or second best seven in the comp. DC probably is up there with him, like, and then you have Cleary on top mm. of that. But you have Hughes, 
PCE and Moses up there. I think that's the three. And the three of them are very much, very tight separate. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that he, like performances like that, he will be. Uh, yeah, I'd probably shave DC because I don't see much around him at Manly, especially with, with Turbo injured. Um, yeah, look, it was a phenomenal performance. It's arguably the performance of the season by anyone. Individually, I thought well, he was unbelievable. Like. And I hope there's no reason to buy in that. But generally, I've watched it and watched it back. Top. Um, but where is the consistency in all year? <laughs> True. I wonder was he affected by an injury or something. I just think that the last few games the Storm have been a different sort of team. Like, well, the last weekend before. They I know, but they were playing well. Like, they they're they're sort of that team that when when they get it on, like I know they come out with fucking they get affected with the the origin. Like, but when they when they're on song, like they're unbelievable. Like. I don't know. Like, look, the Knights are going well, but to lose to the Knights, yeah. Um, and look, Para have. They're up and down as well this yeah. year. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't overly. I think the, like, because it's so tight, we can very be very susceptible to recency bias this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think like if it was last year, this game would have been one of the biggest bigger yeah. games of the of the year. Like, oh, so with Sharks and and yeah. Panthers, like, that would have been it. Huge contest. It's, it's, it's been a strange season. I think it's yeah, very, very it's, similar. And one of the more strange ones I've had. Very much that nobody's really consistent. Like, arguably the top two are the only consistent team in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, like, the, the only outliers there that, like, I think the 19 20 games and they have 34 points each. Like, they're the only consistent. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we probably uh, need to give the Broncos a bit of slack because everyone's still. I think that, myself included, the. Uh, those predicting the fall off. <laughs> off. You've been waiting another while, I think. Yeah, I think we need to accept that ship. It's like uh, with the poor Broncos, like it, it'll be like uh, like when the super super rugby years ago. No defense, like but we just score more than you score. <laughs> you say that. You say that, but that, man, they're not bad defending either. Um, very accomplished performance in the weekend. Big share yeah. with Paddy Carragher as well. Yeah, I think they've won try the getting that duck well. off the back. One try a week as well. He's he's also a little sappy as well. He is the leading try scorer of blokes named Patrick in the NRL this this year. Oh my god! How many <laughs> Patrick's is there in the NRL? Don't know. I know he's the leader. <laughs> um, and back to the Sharkies. Uh, look, I think there was no way we could gloss over this. I know it's. It came in an embarrassing loss. A 28 point to nil loss. It's the only time these stats will happen. <laughs> yeah. But still. It doesn't it, happen. Regardless. Regardless. 84 tackles. Like, can we just for a minute discuss Cam McInnes' performance and try and rank it amongst the all time great defensive performances? Like, I just. Mm. I. It's not the. It's not. Sort of like 84 tackles is unreal, like, but it's not the sort of stash or sort of game you want to be remembered for. It. No, you, you, you like you want that stat in a one point win, don't you? Yeah, something that is you fighting to the battle, like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and it's a case of you won that with yeah. defensive yeah, But my god, like, is he, he is a workhorse, he's for a fellow that started, like, say, a hooker. At, 
the dragons like yeah. and sort of decent decent and then not to have a look in at all because like Brady is arguably the younger younger Brady brother is, is arguably becoming a really good player there like and there's no point so Cam sort of did like did what say Smith is going to do next year probably go to Lucy start bulking up start playing get a really fast leg drive play through the middle play really quick like his defence is unreal like it's just his effort plays he's just all effort it's just like the 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 meme last year like he didn't need to dive remember your man broke around one time <laughs> but like that's all effort like it's like he was nowhere near him like but it's debatable uh, that is effort I don't know if it's effort or it wasn't in a good place but it was just effort like. I don't know if it's effort or if it's uh, covering yourself from <laughs> he knows he's going to be the fucking television all week after it uh, yeah look I, I don't have much on it but I just said we couldn't frost over it yeah uh, I think the, the the person in second was Jack Williams who is probably having one of the better mm. years this year but he had 49 so you're 30 <laughs> 35 away from him like and your hooker had 45 so Brady had 45 so that's a massive I don't know his minutes he must have been out there for the whole fucking game I think so um, which is also not a good look for the Sharks having Cam against I don't know it doesn't suit it doesn't sit well with me to have a hooker playing a, a utility like him playing that 80 minutes like you know you're under pressure in your pack if you think Lucy, most Lucy's a play yeah yeah but he's a hooker slash come Lucy like yeah. he's not he's not Cam Murray he's, he's not. not but they're still like Dale Finnegan so yeah but he's too busy getting up off the ground off tackles then running the ball if he's out there hitting 84 times which is fair but if he doesn't make those 84 tackles someone else has to yeah true uh, we done yeah so the next one then is I, I think we're going to finish off on these a few points on this like but the Rabdolls are doing some tidy business behind the scenes in this last year I think I think uh, out of the teams they have eight of their starting team after we signed this year um, I was saying to you that with Colin Matongi and who else signed there recently sorry just to who signed there this morning fuck my fault this is uh, level professional you can get in there you know <laughs> <laughs> who's on the top of my tongue there fuck Jesus. Well, look, they've, they've made some roster moves this morning. Obviously, Blake Taff is obviously signed for Bulldogs as well, which yeah. I'm delighted for him. Yeah, he's too big of a. He's too, he's too good of a player to stay there. No, it means they're probably clutching straws when Latrell inevitably gets injured or, or goes to Origin because Latrell is injury prone. Mm. Um, you can't be that big, explosive, unfit looking body mm. uh, and not be susceptible to injuries. But yeah there's points we made for the Rabbitohs that they're doing some good business behind the scenes also maybe argue and we touched on it last week that maybe they shouldn't let Reynolds go mm. I'm not sure Lachlan Elias has taken that jump yet now in three years time we could be sitting here going what a move yeah no, the person I was talking about is Jay Arrow signed a mass contract this week Fair. but like the like of Graham signed this mm. Jack Whiten the signing of Jack Whiten is massive for the next year uh, <laughs> you know, but Cody Walker Damien Cook and Latrell Mitchell and Cameron Murray are all signed for long distance mm-hmm. contracts like I think Cody Walker is another two years Damien Cook is another two years 
but Latrell Mitchell signed for four years and Cameron Murray I think signed for the same like which is massive for say when you look at a team like they're the key players that you need and if you have them for another two years you know your progression and your yeah will come to is, that team is there not scope with the Jack White and Simon so like you've Cody coming to the end of his career but he doesn't look like he's anywhere slowing down slowing down so where's Jack going to play Santa big money for Santa oh damn uh, I think he'd have unders to move yeah. but that's why the NRL was contacted with the money mm-hmm. that we made because he took unders to move and as you say which in all fairness if a player wants to go hunting for a trophy or his legacy he might have to take unders so Absolutely. it's up to them like I know to, to say that it's not their market value or something like that yeah but you see the, the problem I suppose in the in the NRL it's small salary cap is it starts to scream under the kind of third party yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like you're putting yeah, yeah, the NBA yeah. the NFL where, where they're all on supreme contracts anyway mm. um, but even in the NBA there's rules around how long you're in the league and the money you can make mm-hmm. as in and what you're what you can't go level. under yeah Um. Whereas yeah, rookies, they don't, they don't want to like throw money at young superstars. Yeah, they want to upgrade them. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're getting more money the worse you get. But yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the unproductive you get. I just think that the Raiders are doing tiny business and it the might be dish. Rabbit sorry. But they're doing tiny business coming into next year. Yeah. Now, it all depends. If they could fly through the, the next few games and, and get back up to the top eight, like. Well, they're, they're established in the top eight. Like. They're six, yeah. If they, could, if they could push... I I think they could run the Warriors down. Yeah, maybe. And be that final top four side. Um, remember that stuff, actually. Oh. Crap. There's only one side, I think the last four years, to have won the comp with any less than four origin players. It's 2005 West Siders. The Warriors have It's because they're all New Zealand boys, though. Yeah. With the Warriors, but statistically, <laughs> the Warriors, Warriors have no, have no, um, no Origin players whatsoever, yeah, and they've had some previously. But look, there's little stuff you just to keep an eye on. Raiders only have two, I checked. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, they're um, not going to yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, the Roosters have five, hey, hey, hey. and we're they're aging gracefully, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, see how many we have next like, year, like the milk in my fridge when I moved in. <laughs> um, final question, and it's more of just a quick round table discussion quick don't need much on either sides but news story over the weekend was the Dolphins are currently operating 2 million under the cap which given they've been this decimated by injuries they've signed fairly astutely they've Sean O'Sullivan's elbow is head of recruitment you see the job he's done at the Warriors in the past few seasons yeah. how that's now reaping benefits just a quick one to seventeen on club administration. I'm gonna jump off the bat. I'm gonna say, West Dragons down the bottom. Do you West? Well, I'd say Dragons more than West. I think if you looked, if you, if I wrote the Tigers down on a piece of paper and didn't know what position they were on, I would have said, but knew the players from previous. If you showed me highlights of Papali'i in other places and said, well, this one's playing here, Bateman's playing here. Luke Brooks should have highlighted Luke Brooks is fucking you up. He should they, that team should be punching above what they're punching. I just don't think I just I just think it was the best I just think dragons that. dragons are useless in in the nicest possible way. <laughs> but compared to like the Tigers actually actively went out 
I don't know why it went so bad. Because it's West. Because it's West. Yeah. Um, but compared to the Dragons, I think the Dragons are, are number 17. Okay, fair enough. So, um, Pandas, we've got to leave at one. Definitely. Broncos, too, because they have the cheapest pack. Broncos are tipping away. I They might kick their arse in the next two years, but... They have the cheapest pack in the conference. Yeah. Phenomenal. Storm are in a bit of a rebuild. They can't, you can't slate them. Warriors, you got to leave them up high. Yeah. Bunnies as well, we were mentioning Bunnies, you mentioned them. Raiders are going to slide them down because they're just not actively recruiting them. They're not replacing the quality that's leaving them. Mm. We're doing a massive drop. Ricky's doing a phenomenal job, and Uncle Raymond says, to have them where they are. Mm. Cowboys, they're, they're moving to the nice Knights, not rating them highly in terms of back office administration. Don't give a no. They're doing well on the field. Supposedly the same Jack Cogger there today. No. Which is, yeah. Nobody. But you have so many fucking halfbacks. If so, yeah, Why do you need <laughs> nobody, nobody halfbacks? Yeah. In, in like Jackson <laughs> Hayes and just, like yeah. um, Sharks look like they're in due a world of trouble. Titans, you can't rate them highly because they're potentially going to like Fafita and Tino. Out of their own Whoa. stupidity. Out of their own stupidity. Manly. I think they're tipping away Manly, I think. No. No. no not happening. With the whole Josh Schuster. Well, yeah, that's the age But was that before Sebo was there? I think if uh, no, just was just recent enough. The, the only hand yeah, but did, did he not sign the contract last year to, to come and play a playmaker like yeah, but, yeah, yeah thirteen? But don't go into the scrums. Yeah, a posh thirteen. <laughs> um, Para they've regressed this year, and I personally put it down to letting Reid Mahoney go for Josh Harrison. And then poor Josh has to retire. So that's the. Rumor he hasn't officially yeah. retired yeah. yet, but yeah, it's a sad um, time. Sad time. Look, gave an awful lot to the game, excelled in both Super League, and then was probably one of the he's up there with one of the few best imports into yeah, the NRL, I think. Definitely at his height, like with the Raiders. And I ain't going to smash the Roosters because at the end of the day, it's just an aging roster, and in terms of my losing the clock, probably the recruitment to cheese probably isn't a great decision. It's not great, and um, in hindsight, and look, they're getting raided with. To elite. But uh yeah look we'll we'll push on with the The with only thing about the Dolphins is I think they have out of the roster of thirty they have twenty nine players signed for next year. Still yeah, a lot of them are regular article. A lot of them it's cold sport, which is a good good sign up if it's like the Australian version yeah. of the athletic. Just don't do an app yet and which look if you listen, people are cold sports, give yeah. people an app. Yeah, uh, save me pay. Reading paper like <laughs> when you're supposed to be working. Um the thing with the Dolphins is, is how they actually structure the, con- the yeah. contracts to give them that cap space to push for a big star if it comes available this right. season. Yeah. So look, brilliant work. Um, round to round three matchups. Obviously, it's a Monday recording, so we don't have the full team list. But team of the boy is the Bulldogs. Mm. Tash. They probably need the boy. Yeah, two wins, back to back wins. So uh, Thursday at ten to eleven, the Roosters take on Manly at uh, Sydney Cricket Ground. The Roosters actually open up favourites with a dollar sixty to Manly two dollars thirty. Um, I think, as we said before, the Roosters aren't going well. Manly's not going well. <laughs> uh, you hope with say coming to this twenty round twenty three that the Roosters could pull a few, and maybe push for the top eight. I think Manly had their chance early in the year, but I think they'll 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 fall away from the top eight. There's it's that tight that. It, He'll top, he'll, he'll top away so I think the Roosters might win this one yeah I tend to tend to agree I know they won the weekend but it was against the Dragons and they were obviously buoyed by DC's 300 game he couldn't let him down 
um, and they still struggled. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Your team wins with it. Up yours. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, Titans Warriors on paper for me is a, like if you look at the recent results, it's mm. probably not. Titan, Warriors were four of the last five. Titans are one out of the last five. Mm. But I think slides make fights. I think I it's think, really yeah. interesting. So, look, Friday, 9 o'clock, Seabus uh, Super. It's up there in, in the Gold Coast. I would be very interested to see if Titans can follow up performance the weekend. Um, and if Desi Hasler starting to have an impact. If not, it could be a comfortable win for Warriors. But just something some in my head screams is a very tight game. And even if the Titans lose, it's the performance I want to see. Yeah, to see um, what we Because these boys... The, the Warriors sort of bully teams now they mm. wouldn't be used to any like like you look at uh, what's the winger like the way he runs back into contact is ridiculous he's having his career year I know why he's having it because he's the most highest paid winger in the whole comp <laughs> I've seen the figures there the other day <laughs> I was like Jesus you got paid for it but uh, yeah no I think the Warriors might do it but as you say like Styles make fight and I think this is going to be a great fight mm. yeah uh, then 11 o'clock at Blue Bet Stadium the Panthers take on the Storm Panthers open up at $1.34 to the Storm's $3.20 which I think is a bit of a, a gunk uh, as we said Panthers are probably the most informed team in the whole thing with Broncos but the Storm's just I think this will be a much tighter game than say the $3 indicates I think if uh, 6 points 8 points if they're there thereabouts near the end you might see the Storms creep. I just think the way they're playing and the way the pack is sort of there's no real outrunners in the pack, but all the pack is working for the Storm. Mm. I just think this could be a great game. I yeah. tip the Panthers, but I think the the Storm have it. They can upset them. They can, but they could always get blown out as well. Yeah. It rings very hard to predict. Uh, Storms playing the weekend is going to be a cracker. If Storms played against the Knights, it's going to be. There's a few good games this week that you want. Yeah. Yeah, it might be worth getting the weekend pass of watching a relatively happens because yeah. some of these games aren't at uh, convenient times. No. Speaking of which, next one, <laughs> uh, the classic Queensland derby: Cowboys against Broncos. Both sides went into this contest four out of the last five. Broncos are four on the trot though. Um, big loss for Cowboys probably in Valentine home Holmes is going to be out. Um, it's the one bit of team. I think Valentine was looking for a holiday the last two games anyway. So yeah, now it is up in Queensland Country Bank Stadium. It's not in Suncorp, oh. but I think. This is poise, big ripper. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with the upset, but I'm still tipping the Broncos. I tip the Broncos just, as well. I just think, yeah. Just tracking nicely. <laughs> Whatever in your gush, you just think. Uh, so the next game then is at half eight on Saturday. Uh, Opius Stadium, is it? Yeah. The Dolphins take on the Knights. Uh, Dolphins open up at $3.20 to the Knights, $1.34. I think this will be tight as well. I think the Dolphins, judging by the game of the weekend, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of Dolphins. I know Unaken might be out for this game. I thought he played really well in the first 20, 30 minutes of that game there last week. Um, but I think with with the benefactor and the old team going back to the old stomping ground, I think there might be an upset in this one. Knowing the, knowing the Knights as well, they can cause, they can blow up. Yeah. Um, I just I think the Dolphins are like, what we used to say with the Warriors last year is they won't beat themselves. They'll, they'll 
Mm, they would fight the whole game. They have a bit of pride in the jersey and stuff like that. Yeah. They have that underdog mentality all the time. So I just think and they probably feel they're hard done by to be where they are on the table, mm. uh, given form some of the forms they put in the season. But you look at the established teams, like yeah. you're going, if you're upset in your first season to yeah. be I'm this fourteenth or thirteenth, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Though um, yeah. I tipped it off in this yeah. one. I just and then rounding out Super Saturday. Do you know last season both sides were going in one direction? It's hard to argue that they're not both going in the direction. But look, both sides are two wins in the last five. The Sharkies obviously are three losses on the trot. But uh, Ains at the stadium, I actually think, again, still to make fights. Um, it could be interesting. Would love to see a bounce back by, behind. But I think the bunny's going to prove too strong, especially if they're trying a second game back. Yeah, I think I think with the inclusion of J.R. after the origin, I know he was injured, but he seems to have come back with that the dog and all like mm. like he every collision everything he's in their faces all the time and I just think like and like Conan Matungi as well like the two boys they're like the Bash Brothers they, they get going yeah. like if they start rumbling like, the two boys are the Mighty Ducks the, the Bash Brothers yeah. Yeah. it just if they get rumbling you're in trouble like so I think this, uh, the Rabbitohs are a bit too much for the Sharks this week uh, then my last game is on Sunday at 5 o'clock in Comeback Stadium the Eels take on the Dragons Dollar twenty two to four dollars twenty. I let you guess who's them two teams. <laughs> uh, I think the Dragons could just go home now at the minute the way they're playing. I think start their preseason early and look for next year. Uh, I don't think they'll put up a fight against the Eels this week. Yeah, you're you're hoping the next team does the same. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. Look, I suppose. Final game on Sunday, seven oh five, GAO Stadium, Cambria. Uh, the Raiders face off against the West Tigers. Boy, oh boy, am I hoping that the West follow form they've they've set over the last few weeks, which has been they actually haven't won a game since the Cowboys. And that started with, with us beating them, so they've lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the trot. Let's hopefully we make it nine. Um, but just have my confidence rattle last week. Can't tell. Um, but yeah, look, you got back to Wales for this one. I think yeah, as as we say, like the the dragons and and the west, it doesn't really affect them, but it affects the teams that they're playing. So like like the like of the eels and the bar are still an opportunity that they can go. Mm. So I think if if they don't come and expect a little bit of a fight back from like I think. Dragons not so much, but Tigers have a little bit of respect for themselves <laughs> that they want to put on a show. Yeah, and look, and look, it's Johnny Bain coming back to GAO Stadium, so he'll be fired up. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, hopefully the Raiders. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah, if, if not, the production could be finished fairly soon. There's going to be a lot of deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, look, I think that's all for me. It's me done too. Thank you and good night. Good luck. Oh, play to Kiri, he's getting the left short pass Mitchell, beautiful pass to Tupo.